everybody. Welcome back to Joygasm, a video game and movie podcast. I'm Russ. He is Steve. And it's beginning to look a whole lot like Christmas on December 2nd, 2021. With this being episode 252. We are going to be going right into our topic of the day, which is movie trailer reactions. So there's no need to fast forward unless you'd rather, you know, watch a particular movie trailer. And I suppose, yes, you could fast forward if you look at the detailed timestamps located below. Before we get started, though, make sure you flick that subscribe button. Maybe poke that notification bell. (laughs) That way you will not miss a single episode of Joygasm, which drops once a week every week. And with that being said, we have six, count them, six movie trailers that we are very much looking forward to checking out. It has been a while since we've done one of these episodes that focuses on the latest movie trailers. So some of these have been released, you know, I would say a few weeks ago. Anyway, I want to make sure I'm saying these correctly in the right order because I actually have them queued up, you know. In said order. So we're going to be checking out the Boba Fett trailer. I knew it. The book of Boba Fett. I knew you'd select that one first. Okay. We're going to be uh, seeing Morbius. We are also going to be watching the Witcher season two trailer, as well as Lightyear turning red. And last but not least, the latest Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. So there's a whole lot that's going on with that, that we've, you know, we've been busy uh, over the last several episodes covering other types of topics of the day. Goodness. Mm Mm-hmm. Indeed. So it, you know, of course, just begs the opportunity for us to be able to play a little catch up. And, you know, I thought, hey, that's a good idea. And I think Steve even, uh, yeah, look at that double barrel thumbs up on that one. Concur, doctor. And um, question for you, Steve, is um, uh, this is the the reoccurring question. (sighs) Have you seen any of these trailers yet, Steve? Yes. I have, Russ. I have. There's an app on my phone. It's white, red, little play sign on it. So you've literally seen um, every single one of these no, trailers? not every one of them. I think I'm about five. Five, five out of the six. <laughs> five out yeah. of the six. I am the exact opposite. I've seen one out of the mm. six. You've probably seen the one that I haven't seen, Russ. Well, no, I know that's not true. <laughs> okay. Because I have seen Lightyear, and I know you've seen that one I've seen well. that, yeah. I've seen that one, Russ. Well, I, for one... As per usual, we'll be giving my first impression slash reactions to this whole <laughs> thing. Who knows how many times he has seen Don't point these trailers. <laughs> if I had more hands, I would be pointing in every direction mm. that was in your general direction. All right, let's get started. So we have the book of Boba Fett, and I'm particularly curious to see, like, how closely this follows in the footsteps of say the Mandalorian, or if they have made it a a very much different feeling or persona overall. So uh, let's take a look and see what they got. (laughs) I already know. (laughs) 
not a bounty hunter. I've heard otherwise. I know that you sit on the throne of your former employer. Jabba ruled with fear. I intend to rule with respect. You were all once captains under Jabba the Hutt. I'm here to make a proposal that's mutually beneficial. Why speak of conflict when cooperation can make us all rich? What prevents us all from killing you and taking what we want? If you had spoken such insolence to Jabba, he'd have fed you to his menagerie. Please, speak freely. Well, I will go first on this. Will ya? I will indeed. Um, okay. First of all, I'm excited. I gotta say. I am. I, uh, I'm very much, uh, it wasn't like I had like any kind of like real concerns initially, uh -huh. but looking at the trailer itself, I'm very much pumped for it. And it looks like they are still following a lot of the sensibilities from the Mandalorian, but wow, like what a difference it is when it comes to, the Mandalorian being more of um, a character that that lives by his code, lives by you know um, having a sense of of conscience and that sort of thing, and this is is the well, yeah it is the antithesis of that where you have Boba Fett who <laughs> is very much taking on the role of a gangster like Jabba the Hutt and seeing how he has just with just within that trailer by itself. I mean, it looks like it's going to be yet another fantastic romp through. What do you think? It does. And uh, the actor who was of course playing Boba Fett in the Mandalorian is back here. Yes. And this one. So I, it, so is a lady. That's right. His little uh, assassin lady, his whatever. Female sidekick. Companion. Companion. Indeed. Not soulmate, though, Russ. No, no. No, no. Boba Fate has none that we know of. Anyway, um, I'm guessing that this uh, is kind of a prequel to The Mandalorian, maybe? Because you know, remember in The Mandalorian, he said he lost his armor. He did, but at the same time, if you recall, Towards the end, well, he he recovered it from he, the Mandalorian. So, I mean, it could yeah. go either way. It could go either way. Um, I'm trying to think if the Mandalorian was like post Jabba the Hut or was pre Jabba the Hut. Because you know, I well, I don't want to say what happens at the end because I mean, those shows kind of they're still new, still new. Um, but if you are curious about them, you could check out our Joy Gasm podcast episode <laughs> where we talk about it and we warn you about how we go into spoiler territory. Can you, Steve? 
So um, anyway, I mean, they don't they don't show too much of that trailer, but um, I'm 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 thinking he looks a little bit younger in in the the trailer. Doesn't he look a little bit younger? You know, now that you mention it, he does. Like he had a, just a little bit of a Buddha belly in the Mandalorian when he was recovering his stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, seriously, like like sure. if, if you watch the Mandalorian, you see his big reveal in, in the episodes that were that he was in. Yeah, I mean, he definitely had kind of an older body type. <laughs> but in this one, he he is noticeably, I would say, thinner. Yeah. Well, the Disney executives could have come up to him and say, they, they, you know, they, they, you're not cutting it in the last series. You want a series of your own, you just better start shaving off the calories there. Unless it was intentional. Unless they, like, they really, again, if it's timeline-based mm. where... Well, I mean, again, we're going to have to find out later on, but right. I mean, <laughs> it would make sense like if Ma the Mandalorian takes... No, you know what? What? It does not because there were certain scenes in this trailer that showcase basically him referring to Jabba the Hutt, who's no longer there, and how he's now like, you know, the, the big shot in Jabba's palace. So yeah, I, I'm like 90% sure that this will take place after the Mandalorian season two. We'll just have to find out. Indeed. Free post. There you go. <laughs> Anywho, uh, let's check out the second trailer. This one is going to be on Morbius, which I've seen like... Morbius. Yes, not to be <laughs> confused with Morpheus. No. <laughs> but Morbius has been in the news off and on, mm. and I've seen little things, but I've never actually watched the trailer of the film. And I know that mm. there, I think there was, there was another like teaser oriented trailer that came out as well. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, it's gotten away from me until now. So let's oh, take shit. a little look-see at what we got. You need a doctor? I am a doctor. I should have died years ago. People all over the world have my disease. I'm here. To find a cure, we have to push the boundaries, take the risks. If you're gonna run, do it now. Michael Morbius, you've been missing for two months. When you're a stranger, then you were found on a container ship that washed up off Long Island. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Johnny! What did you do to yourself, Doctor? I wish I knew. I went from dying to being more alive than ever. It worked. Not exactly. I have increased strength and speed and some form of bat radar. What else can I do? There are limits. There has to be. There's something inside of me. To hunt. 
consume blood. Michael. When you're strained, and you control it. I don't know. Half the city wants to kill you. We haven't had anything this good since that thing in San Francisco. The other half wants to control you. Hey, uh, Dr. Mike, you and I should stay in touch. I'd do anything to save a life. But I don't know what I'm capable of. You save lives, you don't take them. Are you here to heal the world? Or to destroy it? So that is pretty cool looking, I must say. Mm -hmm. Um, My goodness. Okay, so full disclosure, I have never read the comic book based on Michael Morbius at all. Mm. I'm not even sure if he is supposed to be a vampire or if he's just got some sort of other monster inside of him or something, but I, I can say this much. The trailer looks great. And what's interesting is that it looks like it is being made by Sony pictures. Is that right? That's right, Russ. That is right, Russ. That's the uh, same studio who's bringing us Spider-Man and Venom, like it said in the beginning. So um, I can tell you, though, I have goosebumps. You can Steve. But I think he's more of a vampire. I don't think he's like another monster. I think he's meant to be a vampire. He makes the comment, you know, I'm, I'm after blood. Yeah. So unless he's sucking on a mosquito bite or something or a scratch, um, <laughs> I think he's out on the prowl, Russ. Indeed. Uh, I think he's looking for prey. Oh. And I'm not just saying uh, he's out wanting a date or to mingle either. I think he's looking for a meal. Well, I mean, there are certain yeah. scenes that show him with a bunch of bats. Yeah, so there's kind of a bit of on, a, you know, <laughs> what are you from Philly now or something? <laughs> what do you need? A, you need a cheesesteak to hold you over during this this trailer? What's, what's going on here? I need a meal now after watching that. <laughs> <laughs> the visual effects look fantastic in the movie and the cinematography looks fantastic. Honestly, one of the things that makes me excited about this is oh, yeah, Jared Leto getting a lead role that I think at least according to what we've seen in the trailer. I mean, it has very long legs to stand on. I could see this totally becoming a trilogy and really it kind of depends on how Sony is going to manage the, these franchises because Venom has been successful. Spider-Man of course is mega successful. This looks like another successful franchise that they're launching, but I'm wondering like, how are they going to actually continue this like like if this film comes out it does really well is sony going to be talking to marvel like are they going to come up with some sort of arrangement where like he can have his standalone films kind of like what venom's doing like like we know that that um there's a very 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 strong possibility that uh tom hardy's venom will make an appearance in the mcu world of like spider-man and that sort of thing 
I really hope that the same thing will happen with Morbius concerning Morbiusism or Marvel character as right. well and see how that plays into it. But I mean, not to like go down too far a rabbit hole with this, but I feel like the stakes get raised with every franchise that a company or studio like Sony launches that is a Marvel property because people increasingly want to see these characters exist within the MCU universe. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I would say part of that, I, I would agree with part of that. I mean, they, they have to raise the stakes because they were expecting that. We've, we've met certain standards and the standards have to be raised for us to keep on going back to the theaters because if they kind of give us the same thing, it's going to lose its luster. Sort of, you know, but, you know, he's a new character. We haven't seen that kind of character yet on the big screen. Right. Um, so I also think that, you know, Sony can, I mean, Sony owns all the rights to Spider-Man. So if they want to make a, uni- a, a franchise on him, I'm thinking that's all in their right to do so. I mean, I don't think he's going to play like a, a part in the Avengers. So like if Spider-Man has his own movie, like with Morbius, Mor- Mor- Morbius um, outside the Matrix. Yes. Uh, there is no spoon, <laughs> but there is a spatula. <laughs> uh, you know, I think that would be absolutely fine. I don't, I don't think they're going to get any trouble or, or, I mean, why would they? I don't. And again, I don't think Morbius is going to wind up in a, in the, any Avengers movie soon. So they're not going to get in trouble with Disney. Yeah, and I'm not necessarily limiting it to just the Avengers, but uh, really like when it comes to the Marvel cinematic universe, oh, it yeah. encapsulates all of the different films that they've done. And especially now that they are, they're kind of wanting to move past the Avengers. Like the Avengers was like the thing Yeah. during the previous films where like it was leading up to like, you know, all the different Avengers movies. But I think now they're really looking to, possibly have some of these other groups that they can do everybody else. (laughs) Well, like if you think about it, I mean, they, they, the Marvel stable has thousands of characters. I mean, we have barely like pecked the surface of what Marvel has. Thousands. Yes. I looked it up. Oh, literally thousands (laughs) of characters. This is not hyperbole. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, like I, that is the one part that I just, I really hope that the studios don't get sloppy with yes. um, and that they continue working well together because like I said, I do want to see uh, characters like Morbius be able to coexist within, you know, the Sony world. We're like, yeah, if they want to be able to have standalone films or whatever, or, or if they want to play within the, the licensed Marvel characters that they have acquired over the decades, fine. But at the same time, I just don't want there to be any kind of greediness going on. Totally, like, as a side note, I did read recently about how Sony has agreed with uh, MCU, with Marvel, (laughs) to have three additional Spider-Man appearances after Spider-Man No Way Home within the MCU. With Tom Holland? With Tom Holland. So I'm very thrilled about Mm. that. Anyway, one final comment I do have about this particular trailer that makes me excited is it's been a while since we've seen kind of a vampire oriented comic book movie. I mean, really blade three is the last movie I think um, that was released. And that was my goodness. That was a long time ago. So I'm definitely happy to see kind of like this darker monster filled world kind of thing. And, and really, I mean, depending on, on how much I like the film, it may cause me to go out and start collecting the Morbius comic book. You never know. Wow. Spending cash. 
Spending Must be cash. Nice. Well, you know, it is what it is, you know. Spending the Washingtons. <laughs> and if I'm feeling particularly <laughs> saucy, the Abraham Lincolns. <laughs> so, anyway, let us go on to the next trailer. Speaking of monsters, Steve, The Witcher Season the 2. Witcher. Something has changed, girl. The world's acting strange these days. The North and South are war. Monsters roaming when they should be hibernating. Maybe it's the end of days. Are you willing? I've lived through three supposed end of days. It's all horseshit. This continent was meant for no one. None of us will have any peace. Until there are no monsters left in the world. That's my home. My fight. Your precious leader's after something. You're a pawn to get to it. Rebuild our forces. Strengthen our numbers. We are an empire. The war's just begun. There is an illness that can consume you. Our best chance is to face it. Gentlemen, it's been an honor. What? I made new friends. Get over it. Jealous. So, <laughs> The Witcher Season oh, 2. Well, it definitely brings back a lot of fond memories I have of Season 1, and it's always a pleasure to see Henry Cavill... Uh, yes. Back on screen doing his best Geralt gravelly voice impression. He does it very well. Well, it's good to see him on screen pretty much every time. It is. He, you know what I mean? He's a pleasure to be yep. on screen and entertain us. He's a man among men, Russ. Oh, my goodness. Did you ever watch the full uh, season one? I did. You did? I did. Sure I did indeed. Was? Did you? Yeah, I watched about three times. Oh, good for you, Steve. And then I canceled Netflix. So I probably would have watched the fourth, but uh, have you read the the books based no, on the game, Steve? I did not. So um, uh, what I did was, um, what, I, what did you do? Steve? I went on my Kindle and I downloaded. 
the books and I started to read them and then it turned from reading to scanning and then from scanning went to like nothing. <laughs> so, How can you um, read this? There's no pictures. <laughs> Actually, I think there was, uh, but I, you know, golly, I know how important reading is and reading can be like great. I just, I don't know. I can't sit still long enough just to like read, like look at a screen. I think I just need to get the, the physical book. Mm. I have, I can read better like, or at least for a longer period of time when I have the book in front of me versus looking at a screen for some reason. And when I look at a screen, I, I can't sit there. Well, so what kind of screen are you using? Are you using your phone yeah. or, or an iPad or just my phone? You know what? I mean, well, I'm using my phone. iPad would probably help you. Maybe, but you know what? I think I either, I, 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 I used to have a reader and those were real easy on my eyes. Mm. I don't know. Hmm. Reader. Well, you can't go wrong with a, like, I mean, traditional books, man. Like I've recently started getting back into that. I've, I'm a, what have I bought? Like four mm. books, like physical books, which I don't know. I kind of oscillate back and forth. Cause like for a while I'll buy digital versions of the book for like, right. you know, my iPhone. And when I, back when I used to have a tablet before I left it on a plane, <laughs> I need to buy another one. Um, you know, it was actually very nice to be able to, like, if I'm, in bed and I'm going to be going to sleep within like 30 minutes or something, just have that available because it, you know, at night when you're reading a traditional book, it's kind of hard to like see the words because yeah. it's so Especially dark. when the lights are off. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <Yes. clears throat> However, going back to the trailer yes, itself. Of course. So the trailer does a good job. I, you know, kudos to the editor and the, uh, the marketing <clears throat> folks behind the trailer itself. Um, I do wonder where the story is going to go hmm. from where it left off. I mean, the first season did a really nice job of introducing these various characters. Sure, you know, Siri was one that, you know, kind of was being introduced more and more toward the back end of season one. So I'm looking forward to seeing more of her character get developed. I mean, it, it, other than that, though, it's really difficult to tell because it was predominantly more of like a, an action trailer. Yes. Uh, so I think there's like, that's the second of two different trailers that have been out earlier, or maybe I'm thinking of a teaser, but um, <laughs> from what I can tell. Um, maybe it was my bootleg <clears throat> copy I'm thinking of. I don't know. <laughs> so the, <laughs> I don't want to say the way the first one ended, but uh, evidently, I mean, Siri lives. No spoiler, because you're going to see it yeah. like, in the trailer, for crying out loud. Right. Um, but, I mean, you, you had the story of Siri, the story of Yennefer, and the the tribe of witches. It's not the right word. But anyway, the, like, the group of witches. And then you had, of course, Geralt. And, of course, you know, towards the end, they all kind of meet up. And all the stories kind of intertwine. Question. Who is the guy <sighs> who's, like, kind of the comic relief What's his name? Uh, Dandelion is the that is that's who he is. But, Dandelion, but yeah, yeah, it's dead. But the, the, uh, I forgot his name in the. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember his name. And that so Dandelion is what they call him in the game, right? It, but his name in the in the show is his actual name in the books, and I'm trying to remember what his name was in the book. So is he kind of? serving both da the dandelion character from the games, but also yes, this other character that is right. kind of dandelion ish from right. the books. Cause, cause the series is based on the books. Right. 
Um, like The Witcher 3 was mostly CD Projekt Red. Right. Like extending what they had for material from the books. So um, it's going to... That's okay. I, I, I think mean, it starts with a J. I don't know. Honestly, I was just, I couldn't remember the name Dandelion. And then you yeah. said it. I was like, that's right. That That's who he's supposed to be. So I think they're going to uh, Kaer Morin because you see cool. Geralt handing Ciri a sword. He's going to start training her. And then uh, in a previous trailer, uh, they make note of Vesemir. Oh. So I think he's going to be in it. And uh, what my question is, is that it, you see... Um, one of the witches who was actually a bad one in season one. So I'm not sure if she just goes like, okay, you know, I'm done being on the wrong side. I'm on the right side. Or is she still going to be a baddie? I really love season one. I thought yeah. they did a nice job. And what I, well, actually what I'm excited <clears throat> about regarding this particular season is that clearly season one was a success, which means the budget for season two right. is probably a whole lot bigger, which means more special effects, better sets, right? Just all around, like you know, let, let's just push it up to eleven. And you can see he's using his, you know, the, the basic spells that he has. He's yeah. using more of those, uh, so we'll see those at special effects, and we're seeing more monsters. Well, okay, so I, I, uh, yeah, I'll, I agree. Uh, I, in the trailer, like I didn't. I found myself thinking about how the Witcher, the world of the Witcher is what, like I would say one of its strengths really is they underplay the monsters for the most part. Where like, it's not like something bursts out at you on the regular and it's like the, clearly it's a monster, but like there's kind of like this investigative uh, part to Geralt where he's trying to figure out where the monster is or who the monster is. And I always appreciate that because it kind of leads him down this trail and then it's really kind of like at the very, very end when all of a sudden he discovers where the monster lives or who the monster is. Basically it's like that. <laughs> if you're playing the game clue, it's like, I know you murdered him with the candlestick in the <laughs> lobby with it, you know, whatever it is. So then they reveal their true colors or I mean, so Geralt's basically looking for motive, right? Like, okay. So like there's a, there's an episode in the last season where, um, they want to kill this creature, this monster. But right. evidently there was a curse that someone else in the kingdom put on this creature, which actually was the king's daughter to turn her into something else because like his motive was, well, if I can't have her, nobody can. So then, you know, Geralt thinks I can't just kill this thing. Yeah. You know, I'm, I want to go to the root cause. And so anyway, whatever. And that's always been a really fun aspect of the game as well. Right. Like, like as you play the game, you have these same type of scenarios, which again, I think it's, it's great. And yeah. it's very fresh. For sure. Any other thoughts on that particular transcript? Well, that's coming out this month, I believe. Oh, in December, <laughs> huh? <clears throat> well, yes. I think actually most of these are coming out this month. Is Boba Fett coming out this month? I want to say yes. I think it's coming out. I don't think it's coming out this month. If it's not this month, it's soon. I mean, it's coming out soon, but I, I thought... Well, you got your phone there. Dude. <laughs> look, see, see, you know what I'm saying? There. But I mean, Spider-Man No Way Home is coming out this month. Uh, then you have uh, The Witcher Season 2 coming out this month. Mm -hmm. mm, Morbius, no. Morbius is coming out later. Yeah. And the next trailer that we're checking out, Lightyear, is definitely not coming out this month. I think no. it's coming out next year. Yes. So, yeah, a little... A little little sprinkling of ones coming out the, uh, this month versus next year. Speaking of, let's take a little look-see at the Lightyear trailer. 
2022. Mm-hmm. I have questions, Steve. Questions I need answering. Indeed. <laughs> I wasn't about to let that go, Russ. Well, I'm glad you did. Yeah, I'm glad you did. You rose to the occasion. Yes. Yes. The biggest question I have okay. is that we all know from Toy Story, Buzz Lightyear is a toy. However, in this particular movie, they're really making him to be human. Mm-hmm. Where like it looks like he is from Earth and he's sure. being sent on some sort of intergalactic mission, and I'm a little confused by that because I am not exactly sure why they decided to go with that. I, I get like the whole desire to want to have an origin story because that's really fun. I mean, I, I love me some Buzz Lightyear, but I'm a little cautious a little little apprehensive uh-huh. about this particular direction what say you i'm wondering if they are <laughs> making the movie based on the show of which the toy was inspired cuz if you remember when buzz lightyear when they introduced buzz lightyear the uh andy I believe, was mm-hmm. watching episodes of Buzz Lightyear on TV. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if the mo- if this movie is basically an adaptation of like maybe episodes that um, Andy was watching. I mean, it, ma- it makes sense in a way because if you think about like Star Wars or something, uh, you know, the movie comes out, the movie's big, and then you have action figures, and mm-hmm. then you, ha- and then the then the action figures get purchased. You know, the studio has more money. You know, like Disney is going to have their they make tons of money on toys, and that goes, of course, into budget for other things like more movies. That's true. Wars. I mean, like I-, I could see them explaining it that way. The one piece of it though oh. that still has me again kind of apprehensive is like okay what is the context of this story like how is this story being told is Buzz Lightyear having a dream is this considered a flashback within his own mind because again 
within the Toy Story films, mm. he is a toy. Like yes. there is no wiggle room to that. That's a part of the canon of Toy Story. So is this like just a dream? Like like at the end of this movie, are we going to see the toy of Buzz Lightyear wake up from sleeping and re- like think that was an awesome dream? Or you know, I, I just I find it kind of hard to get 100% on board for the, the approach to this film. Again, not saying that I know what it is at this point, but just watching it, how clearly this is him being younger. Mm-hmm. This is him looking like he's probably in his like twenties. There were clearly twenties. He looks nice. a whole lot younger. Um, but also too, like if you notice, there were other light years that were there as well. Like there was that female light year at the end that, that he was kind of doing the light year version of a space, uh, bump, fist bump, fist bump, bump a touch. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch me. <laughs> so anyway, having said that though, I mean, again, it's Pixar. The, the graphics right. look incredible. All of the vistas yeah. he goes to look fantastic. I do hope that they don't ditch his like comedic side, right? Like he, he's not one who like goes out and tells jokes. It's literally like his personality. Like that's part of his charm is like, he's, he's kind of not deranged, but like, he's just, you know, he's in a a world all his own where like he has kind of a loose grip on reality. (laughs) And I hope that, that they are able to, I don't know if for nothing else have a journey that shows him where maybe he has a bit more of a grip on reality, but then through all of the crazy shenanigans he goes through then by the end of the film, then we kind of see like where he gets at. But then again, maybe that's not the best approach. Maybe he should always have that. What do you think? No, I I'm picking up what you're uh, what you're throwing down. I you know I I when you were talking, Russ, I was thinking more of is Tim Allen going to be the voice of Buzz? Because I didn't see his name on the thing. Did I miss it? I don't think he is. I I think I saw an article that Chris Evans is going to be the voice of Buzz Lightyear. Which again, nothing again personal against Chris Evans, but Tim Allen is and will forever be. Buzz Lightyear. Like, I am really confused as to why he's not returning for the role. And I get it. You know, I understand, like, you know, they go for Chris Evans because he played Captain America. Buzz Lightyear is kind of in that same vein as kind of a Captain American-ish kind of character. And Chris Evans can do kind of that lower um, kind of gravelly baritone voice. Yeah. But it's it's way different than how Tim Allen does it. And plus Tim well, Allen is a comedian. Yeah, like if well, you think about true. it, like he has the comedic timing. Therefore that just really pushes uh, the persona of Buzz Lightyear to where it needs to go. Well, and he knows the character. I mean, he's, you know, he's been in three, four, to- four toy stories. Yeah. I mean, he is the character. I, I, yeah. Unless something came up with the studio and, and them, maybe he was asking for too much money or something. Who knows? But I think they'd be kind of wrong to not cast who we all know. Yeah. I mean, if it's gonna be a different voice, that's kind of a letdown. I mean, it's nothing to say with Chris. I mean, it's just a letdown. You, you, you're expecting, well, let, let's reverse it. Let's say for instance, there was a new captain America movie coming out, but instead of Chris Evans, and this is like, again, for the sake of the example, let's right. say like this is before the Avengers end game. And instead of Chris Evans reprising his role, we got Tim Allen. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what? What happened? Like here? nothing again. Nothing against Tim Allen, nothing but he has no right. business being <laughs> Captain America. Now, right. Buzz Lightyear, yes, please. Right. 
Anyway. Well, the next trailer that we're going to be taking a look at is actually another film I believe is by Pixar. I know it's at least Disney, but I'm pretty sure Pixar is behind it. It's called mm-hmm. Turning Red. Let's take a look at that. Just like my cheeks, Russ. Let's go. I'm Maylin Lee. I wear what I want, say what I want, 24 7, 365. I know, it's a lot. But I don't got time to mess around. Oh, about the hustle, am I right? Poor town. This is gonna be the best year ever. And nothing's gonna get in my way. Breakfast is ready. Coming. It's gonna be me. Is everything okay? I'm a gross red monster. Don't look at me. Stay back. This happened already? What did you say? Our ancestors had a mystical connection with red pandas. Are you kidding me? This little quirk brought us in our family. You were so cute. Sick. I've always wanted a tail. I'm a freak. We love you, May. You're our girl. (sighs) Whoa. You're you. Any strong emotion will release the panda. Abby, hit me. You know how dangerous this is? You'll get whipped up into a frenzy and panda all over. OMG! My whole life I've been perfect little May May. But maybe I like this new me. <laughs> Mama's girls. <laughs> Turning red. Um, for me, the jury is out on that one. Um, I again, once again, from a technical perspective, it looks great. Uh, in terms of the story itself, not sure how original that story is going to be. Um, what do you think, Steve? I think I'm going to pass on that one, Russ. I don't know. That just um, seems like it was trying to be really hard to be funny, and I didn't laugh once. Yeah. Um, Which is either saying that I'm not the market, and the market is, you know, that they're appealing to is a lot younger, which is, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. That's fine. Yeah. Um, But that just means I probably won't be hot on singing opening night either. Um, the animation style looked a lot like Wallace and Gromit. Well, at least her, uh, actually the animation, not so much the, her face, especially like those initial scenes of her, like on the, on the public bus, the bu- public transportation, 
like her mouth area totally reminded me of Wallace. And, you know, are you familiar with Wallace and Gromit? No. What? I was going to say, uh, what was that? Chicken run? Chicken run. I think it's called chicken run. Go into details, Steve. I never, well, I didn't watch the whole movie, but, um, is it's it like, stop it's like, motion? It's kind of stop motion-ish. Is it British? I, I think so. Yes. That's probably Wallace and Gromit, <laughs> or at least the the studio behind. Probably Wallace the and studio behind it. Yeah, it's like they they their their mouth kind of opens a lot yeah. wider than it needs to when they talk and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the name of the studio escapes me for the moment. I apologize. Sorry about that. But um, that I mean, we're clearly on the same wavelength in terms mm. of the the visual style. Very much is inspired by the the Wallace and Gromit stop motion uh, type of, of films. But these two, uh, this one in the light year had completely different feels to them. Like, like I saw this trailer turning red and I thought more Disney. And I saw Lightyear and it makes me think more Pixar. And they both say Disney Pixar. Yeah, I, I got kind of the same feeling as well. Like, like this one definitely had more of a Disney influence. Um, but, I mean, again... Well, as I think about the film, maybe it will resonate a lot with more of a, a younger female audience. I mean, yeah. it looks like just about every character um, in the film is female. Um, I think I, I will go s- still check it out. It could oh, yeah. just be, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wait do, for trailer number two. Okay. Because this one had like, you know, more of like the Justin Timberland. Gonna be me. It's gonna be me. Apparently, we don't have any singing contracts in our future. Was that in sync or something? <laughs> yeah, he he was an in sync. Was he? He was. See, not all hope is lost. But anyway, it just seemed like like it was kind of going for some of those types of gags and laughs mm. and stuff. I'm with you though. Nothing that I really saw. I would say the one scene where like she is the red panda and she's like slowly pushing the girl back into the bathroom stall. That was probably the one that got me closest to chuckling. Like, <gasps> yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> that one got a, a small crack of a smile. Maybe. Oh, oh. Uh, no, <laughs> but I do think though that, that you hit the nail on the head. I think that this is probably going for a bit of a different, demographic or an audience than, than us. Yeah. However, I'm not willing to rule it out. I do think that I'm going to give it um, another chance in terms of the other tricks. You know, they're going to come out with other trailers and show a bit more of the story and that sort of thing. Give it a daddy daughter date. Oh, right. You are. So yes, I will be seeing it no matter what. Cause I'm sure my daughter will love that. Hmm. We have saved Spider-Man No Way Home for last, but it is certainly not least. I have been, you know, exercising a tremendous amount of self-control not to watch this trailer until now. Mm. Unlike him. (laughs) Anyway, um, I have seen the previous trailers to Spider-Man No Way Home, but let's take a look at this one, which by the way, this film comes out in two weeks. Two weeks, Russ. About time we're seeing it, huh? Indeed. <laughs> Let's check it out.
ever since I got bit by that spider, I've only had one week where my life has felt normal. That was when you found out. When you botched that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. We started getting some visitors. From every universe. Hello, Peter. You're not Peter Parker. I'm sorry, what was your name again? Dr. Otto Octavius. <laughs> Wait, no, seriously, what's your actual name? There are others out there. We need to send them back. So, Scooby-Doo this crap. You know, all this is kind of your mess. I know a couple of magic words myself, starting with the word please. Please, Scooby-Doo this crap. You're flying out into the darkness to fight ghosts. What do you mean? They all die fighting Spider-Man. It's their fate. I'm sorry, kid. Yeah, me too. Don't. Look, there has to be another way. There isn't. They're a danger to our universe. You're not gonna take this away from me. Peter. You're struggling to have everything you want while the world tries to make you choose. I can't save everyone. What's happening? They're starting to come through, and I can't stop them. Spider Monday. Oh my goodness. That looks incredible. Oh, the man. Incredible Hulk. I gotta say, the whole multiplayer angle is the perfect direction to take this entire Multi world. Multiplayer or multiverse? Did I say multiplayer? You did. That's how flabbergasted I am. That's how moved and excited I am. But no, yes, to... Um, <clears throat> Correct myself. The multiverse mm. is such a brilliant idea, genius idea. Obviously, it's nothing new within the comic books, but having the movies go down this path and fully embrace it, mm. you can tell that not only with a lot of the Disney Plus TV shows that we've been checking out, as well as these phase four films that are coming out, they are very much laying down the foundation for crazy kind of multiverse scenarios and experiences. And this one in particular is absolutely exciting. It's great to see old villains from the previous versions of Spider-Man come into this world. In fact, our uh, second uncle worked on Spider-Man too. He was a, uh, huh? 
I went, ooh. Oh, I thought you said who. I'm like, how do you not know? Anyway, he was the production designer on Spider-Man 2. He was responsible for uh, creating the physical Dr. Octopus or Doc Ock legs that you saw in the Tobey Maguire film. What I think is fantastic is how they are bringing all of those villains back, not only from the Tobey Maguire um, Spider-Mans, but also from um, the the Amazing Spider-Man films, which, by the way, I never saw. I never watched the Amazing mm. Spider-Man. Those kind of got away from me. And, but I mean, from the trailer itself, it looks like they had the Green Goblin, Mm -hmm. they had uh, Electro, they had Sandman, they had Lizard. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, Dr. uh, Octopus, I want to say Octavius, Dr. Octopus. Are there any that I'm missing? I think that's, uh, that pretty much covers it. Now, the one big question that, well, actually, okay, so there's two things. First of all, before we go away from the, the whole villain thing, I have read something about how apparently there is a very strong chance that Michael Keaton may also make uh, an appearance again as Vulture. If you recall, he was the Vulture in uh, yes, right. the Tom Holland stuff. So it could be six villains mm. plus you never know. Having said that, though, the big... Just huge question is, will we actually see Tobey Maguire and uh, what is Oh, Andrew Garfield. Andrew, I was going to say Andrew Garfield, We're, we're going to see him, Russ. Come on. Do you think Come so? On. Yeah. Why would they tease us? Why would they twist us? Why would they goose us with the villains from the other movies with the exact same actors? And they're like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're not going to... All that multiverse stuff, yeah, we're not even going to bring that in now. We're just going to give you the villains. No, none of the other Spider-Mans. Well, I, I understand what you're saying. However, movie contracts are a very big, real thing. And mm-hmm. when you you know suspect that there is like a slam dunk, we've seen instances of that in the past where like someone who we totally expected to be in a film ended up no-showing. We're like, what? What? I'm going to stay positive though. And again, if they show up again, this is such a wonderful opportunity that exists only when you approach the multiverse where you can, in fact, bring these different characters. In fact, when we watched the flash trailer a while back in a previous episode of Joygasm, we were absolutely excited to see Michael Keaton reprise his role as Batman. I mean, I'm like, how on earth could we have ever expected him to don that cape and cowl again after all these years? I was willing, I mean, before I saw that trailer, I was like, just, okay, I'm, I'm going to accept the fact that we only have two Batman films of him and right. then that's it. And now here it is because of the DC multiverse. So seeing what they're doing with Spider-Man, I'm, I just, I'm, I'm really, really excited to see that movie. Question is, uh, are we going to see Venom in this movie too? Because you remember at the well, I don't know why you even say it now. Uh, we're but, both on like the struggle bus of like, <laughs> I think we're we're so like amped up from all these trailers like. So you you see something towards the end. Of, well, I mean, pretty much at the end of the movie, all the way at the end of the movie, uh, that gives hints to that the two of them pairing up. And it would be a kind of a disservice in a way where if they didn't show up and we had to wait for the next 
Spider-Man movie to come out, or maybe it would be the next Venom movie. But either way, that'd be a long time. And see, that's another thing. You, you bring up uh, an astute observation oh, about yeah. how Thank you, Russ. there is at the end of uh, Venom 2, hmm. yes, an I, Easter egg that basically... Mm. shows a little something something <laughs> don't say it and what's crazy though is that when i think about the original toby mcguire spider-man trilogy that they made topher grace was the venom in that film and i yeah. and i don't know if he's gonna make Man. some sort of cameo in this or not but if they were to have a venom appear it this would be a fantastic opportunity to introduce the tom hardy venom venom into the Spider-Man world. Like, like if there was ever like an opportunity to do so. And again, that would push the villain count to like seven or something. Uh, That's another thing too, is like the brilliant aspect to this whole thing is like, you know, we tend to talk from time to time about concerns over like when you have a certain number of characters in a film, any, it could be any film, how like you kind of breach a threshold of like, okay, how on earth are you going to be able to, give enough screen time to each one of these characters to flesh them out. The genius thing about the multiverse once more is all of these characters, especially these versions of them have already been explored through the previous Spider-Man films. So therefore there doesn't need to be any kind of like exposition to explain who they are, how the character development, when it comes to those versions of like Dr. Octopus, for example, we saw him already in Spider-Man too. So having him re-emerge, we can just hit the ground running with these characters. I mean, I think that that is actually, that's, man, I'm telling you. It is, but there's- Nipples are hard, Steve. Oh gosh, I Nipples knew are, we were gonna go there. As soon as I made that, done. that twisty comment, I knew you were gonna go there. Um. I swear I'm going to see like a sparkle. I was going <laughs> when you do that. Um, so the thing is that the movie is only going to be so long and they have to like tell Peter Parker's story from the last movie up until this movie. And they need to still show time where he's getting frustrated and then goes to see um, um, Dr. Strange. I got it. I was going to say magician man. And uh, <laughs> and so they, they still have to add that in there. And then they have to bring in all the villains. And then they have to show, like, basically make them understand where they are now and how they're in a different universe, different Peter Parker. And then they have to have a first conflict, maybe a middle conflict, and an end conflict. I mean, that you're running into, like, a three-hour movie at least. Well, the film is apparently two hours and 40 minutes long. Oh. So... I say bring it on. I Maybe. say every everything that he just said, I want to see it. There might be a part one and a part two. I'm wondering if it's going to be that big. Well, I mean, I think now that we know that Tom Holland's going to be in three additional Spider-Man movies, I mean, I don't see any purpose in them having to split this particular film up. I say bring it out as is and then continue on down the... <laughs> Film's pretty big, Russ. It's pretty ginormous. I love me some big films, Steve. Mm. I do. I really do. Um, What was your favorite trailer out of all six that we watched? I would say Morbius. Really? And why is that? Yeah. Um, 
I, I, I'm just looking forward to that one the most. That one gave me the most uh, goosebumps, chills, if you will. Mm. And uh, I, I'm excited for Jared Leto to take that role. I think um, pretty much everything I've seen him in has been really good, except him being the the Joker. I don't think they really served him right with that uh, character, but. Everything I've I've seen him and he's like owned the role. And so having him have his own movie with uh, this character, I think it's, I think it's going to be awesome. I really do. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be a complex, I don't, I know nothing, but it seems like he's got a complex villain where he, you know, has this new, uh, you know, power or maybe he's possessed. I don't really know. I know nothing about it, but he wants to do good. It's a fresh IP. Yeah, he wants to do good, but he's fighting his inner demons that are literally there, Mm -hmm. apparently. And so uh, it might just not be a kick-butt movie, but it might be something more psychological and complex, and I'm down for it. I hear you. For me, it's a toss-up between Morbius uh, and Spider-Man. I mean, again, Mm. the the Spider-Man movie is such a rare event and it's again it is inc- to me it, it truly is a wondrous thing about how you have two completely different movie studios who have worked out a way to share these characters so that in the end the comic book slash um, comic movie fan wins and that's fantastic that's a wonderful thing because at the end of the day, when everybody goes home from like, you know, their posh job at the movie studios, they are fans as well. Like everybody wants to see this type of storytelling. Right. And so it is, it, man, again, I just, I'm, oh, I can't even like, I can't put, say anything. I, I can't. I really You're can't. Tripping over yourself. I seriously am tripping over myself because I never thought I would see the day that we would be able to have these types of experiences especially within the the comic book universes. And I mean, I remember, I've, I've mentioned this in the past, I remember being in junior high, talking with my buddies, fantasizing about like, wouldn't it be cool if dot, baby, dot, dot, baby moves. you know, we actually saw these comic books that we collect come to life on the silver screen. And man, it, it's fantastic. At the same time though, that's why it's kind of a toss up. I think because you chose Morbius as your favorite, mm. I'll just go with Spider-Man. But having said that, Morbius is, is at the same level of excitement and interest for me as well, because again, it's a fresh IP. There's a lot there. Jared Leto, to your point, really hasn't had the opportunity to have a leading role that like does his acting chops justice because he, he is a great actor. And I think this kind of role is suitable for kind of his, his way of uh, of acting, yeah. so I was thinking you were gonna say the book of Boba Fett. That one was close as well, but uh, uh, we watched a lot of of great trailers tonight. We did, Russ. Um, but I, I gotta say, I think Morbius, and I think it's because the book of Boba Fett is within that same vein as the Mandalorian, which again we've seen two seasons two seasons of the Mandalorian. The book of Boba Fett is definitely going to be a bit different. I wonder actually what kind of theme song they're going to have for the book of Boba Fett. But 
Yeah, I, I'm going to put Morbius and Spider-Man No Way Home just above. But again, that doesn't mean the other trailers were any kind of slouches at all. It just, I mean, again, it's just, it's difficult to choose because you have so many great offerings right there. Right. That wraps up <clears throat> this episode of Joygasm. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm where you can enjoy exclusive perks and early access to the show. Not to mention it continues to financially help us doing said show. Also, make sure you click on that subscribe button and click on that notification bell while you are at it. That way you will not miss a single episode of Joygasm, which drops once a week every week. And do a search on your favorite social media of choice. Just do a search for at Joygasm TV. We're on all the major platforms. And you'll be able to follow us with some of our shenanigans that way. Last but not least, do a search for Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. We will return next week when we give our initial first impressions of Halo Infinite. It's going to be a doozy. <laughs> <laughs>